Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. Praise God. How are we doing? Good. Yes, I did change my shirt. Part of the reason why I change is because it gets so darn hot up here, all right? And, uh, and uh, um, it's, I think it's just more pleasant for everybody involved, isn't it, eh? <laughs> that I changed my shirt. Fantastic. Ah, uh, wow. All right. How many know we're in a series at the moment called Led by Jesus? And uh, Led by Jesus is, uh, uh, how many are finding it transformative so far? Where uh, we, our whole goal is that we desire Jesus more than anything. Our whole goal is that we want to be led by him completely and totally. How many know that we want to hear his voice and sense the transformative power of it? Amen. And so uh, just quickly, um, as uh, what normally happens, you can QR that code, you can uh, scan that QR code with your camera and you'll be directly linked into the slides for today. And you can actually visit those slides again during the week as long as we keep them live and, uh, and you can continue to uh, help them prompt, you know, prompt your uh, personal devotional time, etc. So uh, you can scan, go ahead and scan that now if you wanted to. Fantastic. So what we've been covering so far is that is really to follow Jesus. One of the first things that Jesus um, did was uh, he went to the disciples and he said, come follow me. And, and we know that the disciples immediately left what they were doing, were immediately uh, obedient to it. But we also understand that it wasn't the first time the disciples had come across Jesus. Jesus had actually had close to, I don't know, maybe 20 years of ministry in the Galilee region already and had already been preaching and speaking, but not quite yet had he been recognised by people as the Messiah. He was certainly recognised as somebody who held great authority and knowledge in the word and his ministry had begun. But as soon as, as, soon as uh, um, he had been um, uh, baptised in water, led away into the temptation uh, and uh, had come back completely victorious, then what actually happened is that he his, his ministry began effectively. And uh, how many know it's important to be filled with the Spirit? I was talking with somebody not within this church this week and I, and I just asked them the question, are you filled with the Spirit? And they said, well, we don't know. I, I, I don't know about that. And I, I think it's just so important these days that we understand that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a gift to us. The Holy Spirit is a person of uh, uh, the Spirit of God. And, uh, and Jesus said that he must leave so he can release and send the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, who's a wonderful teacher, 
to us to assist us in what we must do each day. How many understand that? And to be filled with the Spirit is to invite Him in. And you may not have ever done that. And uh, today is a wonderful day to do it. But it's important that we take up our cross. Jesus said, come follow me. It was this element of um, taking up our cross, so dying to ourself. But actually, when we die to ourselves, we become alive in Him. And we become much, and we become spiritually aware, spiritually alive. We've received salvation. And what in actual fact is that we can start to be effective in our spiritual walk. Take up your cross and follow me through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so um, we also have spoken about the fact that either God leads us into this place of being stirred. How many felt there was a real stirring during worship today? There's a real stirring, 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 stirring. And it's like sometimes, um, <clears throat> it's sometimes we need to dig a well, all right? We need to you know, prayerfully, Lord, is, is this where we need to spend time? Is this where we need to pause in worship? Is this where we need to pray? And it's like we're digging a well and we can, in a obedience to the Lord. We're going to dig here. We're going to keep on digging it until we crack water. And so, and it's like that, it's like that each and every single Sunday. I just get a sense each Sunday this year that, uh, that we're just on this slow, momentous ramp, just getting more and more and more and more. And uh, I think as we go, it's going to get steeper and steeper. Not more difficult. What it is, is getting steeper and steeper in terms of increase and increase. Who wants to mean increase in their life. Amen? Not do more, be more. There's a big difference. I know sometimes as a, as a senior pastor, I don't want more in my life, Lord. But in actual fact, I want to be more effective. Hello? And I want, to be, I want to be that person that is always growing in God and yet being able to perfectly rest in Him as well. Hello? And so um, there's this opportunity of whether we're stirred or shaken, there's a stirring. So that's a, it's a right prompting of the Holy Spirit. Or there can be a shaking. A shaking might be um, something that has, is drastic that has happened in your life. And it, and it jolts you and wakes you up. And a saying that we are always uh, talking about is that uh, some, some people pray when they're in trouble. It means they're always only when they're in trouble. It means they're always in trouble, right? And so there's this sense that when life is good, hey, don't stop praying. Don't stop putting on the whole armour of God. Don't stop spending time in the tongue, in tongues. Don't stop spending time in the Word because it's then that that momentum and that increase is going to take place in your life. And so you can either be stirred or you can be shaken, but be, be rest assured It'll happen at some point. Hello? And so there's, a, there's a, an awakening to that. And so then last week, we, I started this, uh, um, uh, this theme called Breaking the Mould. And see, Jesus is a massive mould breaker. He's the best mould breaker that the world has ever seen at any moment, at any time. He was countercultural. you know, all the cool gang, all the cool things right now. Do you know that it's like, it's, it's, it's a been, been a thing that it's been cool to be countercultural, right? It, anybody remember that? 
Anybody back in the day, uh, in your university days or anything like that, all the things that were going around university, whether it was, whether it was, you know, women's rights or human rights or you know, African action or we are the world, we are the people. You know, you understand? It was like it was like a thing. People were stirred to act upon what they were convicted of morally. What they said, hey, this is not right and we need to do something about it. And you see, breaking the mould, Jesus was the biggest mould breaker. He broke religion off people's lives. He broke sickness off people's lives. He transformed people. I just need to think of the woman with the issue of blood. When the woman with the issue of blood came out and he proclaimed these powerful words, daughter, your faith has made you well. How many know she didn't feel like a daughter? She was rejected by society. She was rejected by her own family. She was rejected by doctors. She was rejected by everybody except for the fact that within her heart, her faith said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made well. What a powerful story of a woman who was determined and allowing the Holy Spirit and the power of, uh, that, that's, that's within Jesus through her own faith to break off the mould of sickness where really the truth is she'd tried everything else. She'd done everything else. She'd been framed by everything else. And oh, I just admire that woman's determination, tenacity, and, and, and really, <coughs> you know, a, a woman... Who was, who, who, who was menstruating, uh, you know, was seen as unclean. She should never have been near the crowd, all right? She would have had to have declared that she, she was who she is. But I don't know whether she pushed through or whether she yelled or whether she crawled on her hands and knees to touch the hem of the garment. The point is she got there and her faith made her well. And you see, Jesus broke off the mould of shame, broke off that mould of her past and even her present, and uh, she was healed. And so breaking the mould is all about stepping out in faith. How many know that in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, we can read it together. Let's read it. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold. Let's read that again with a little bit more effort and a little bit more passion. You ready? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have made new. I've taught on this a lot and that he is a new creation has been added in just simply for our English language. It is actually meant to be read, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, wait a minute, a new creation. That's the way it's meant to be read. It almost needs an exclamation mark after it. It's not about being a new creation, although that's good. It's about being in Christ. It's not about being in you. It's not about being in what somebody says about you or what has been said about you or sometimes what you think about you. The truth is you are in Christ. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone has taken up their cross and followed them, him immediately, if anybody wants to break out of the mould that this world places you in, guess what? The first step is be found in Christ. 
We give our lives to Christ. We give of ourselves to Him. It's continual service and surrender to Him. And how many know a little bit of conviction goes a long way? And so often to take that step into Christ, we have to understand that we need Him. Amen? And so this is where we came into the place of the Beatitudes, all right? Blessed is the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And last week we discovered the fact that uh, blessed is the poor in spirit. And that's not all just being about, oh, poor, poor little old me, or Lord, I'm lacking. What it is, is actually the recognition is that without Christ or not being in Christ, we are depraved spiritually. That's the truth and the understanding of it. So how come, hang on, why am I blessed when I recognise that I'm deprived and I'm lacking spiritually? Oh, I'm blessed because when I realise that, I look to Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith and we come into Him because when I do that, when I'm found in Christ, I inherit the whole blinking kingdom. Hello? Come on, I just get a sense today. I I believe the Lord spoke to me late last night and he said, Matt, I want to break disappointment off people's lives because too many people are wallowing in their own self-disappointment. I didn't say self-pity. It's about disappointment. I'm disappointed and therefore I am. I'm disappointed and therefore it's shaping who I am today. It's taken the wind out of my sails. Something's happened or something's continually happened. Look, let me tell you, there's not one person in this room today that has not been bitterly disappointed about something in their life to the point of of it potentially affecting them today. Look around the room. There's (laughs) dozens of stories. Heck, I could play my own violin and start talking about my own. But what's going to happen then? Everybody say, poor Matt. Poor you. Man, there are some tough stories. But guess what? When we are found in Christ, in Christ, you're a brand new creation. Those disappointments have no power over you anymore. Wow. What a brand new information, eh? Praise God. He's a good dad. So I just get this sense at the moment. I just, I just feel the authority of Jesus right now that, there, that yours is the kingdom of heaven. When we understand, when we come to Jesus Christ, when we lay ourselves down, when we get real with Him and we press into who He is and what He's doing, friends, it is an amazing, amazing thing. Jesus heals the pain of those disappointments. You'll still have the memory of them. If you allow your soul to revisit them, you will still feel the pain of them. But the understanding is this. Is there any disappointment in Jesus? Jesus knew disappointment. Heck, he went into his own hometown and they wouldn't accept him. Disappointment in people. They would have been family members. Even his own family members rejected him. He turned to the disciples. Are you going to leave me as well? That means people had well and truly left him. Jesus understands, the Bible says, that he's acquainted with our ways. Why? Because he lived here on earth. He knows what it is to be fully human and yet fully God. 
And so we come to this place and we come to this moment of this reality of God, I need you. Bless, it's blessed when I realise how much I need you. I'm blessed, why? Because when I realise that, I inherit the kingdom of heaven. Then it goes on, bless, bless those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Again, there's that state of, of mourning. It's that state of, I, I am depraved in spirit. I need Jesus. I am sad that I've sinned. I'm sad that I see the state of the world. But then there's this promise. Don't worry, you'll be comforted. Don't worry, when you turn to Jesus, that worry will break off, that disappointment will break off. That mould that's been shaped around you will break off. Is this okay? Okay. I wanted to highlight this week that breaking the mould is understanding what it says in the Beatitudes when we say blessed. How many know when you sit down to a good steak, baked potatoes, some nice beans, homegrown beans, you can sit down and look at that and go, I'm blessed. Right? A glass of whatever your choice is, perfectly cooked. I'll just clarify what Brad said before about smokers was not that. It was about smoking meat, right? How many know when you sit down to a good brisket, it's been about, I think the last brisket, Brad's not in the room at the moment, but I think the last brisket, he and I cooked more him than I. Uh, I think we cooked it for what? 12? No, no. Close to 40 hours. Right? Oh. I sat down to that brisket and I went, (laughs) blessed. (laughs) Very blessed. And And then I took a mouthful. And then the angels opened up, the heavens opened up. There was like a party in my mouth. And suddenly this definition came to me through extreme revelation It said this. That blessed actually comes from the word, I'm going to say it right, makarios. You know what that, this definition of blessed, what this definition of blessed is this. Large or of long duration. As that brisket is in my mouth, I didn't want to swallow it. It tasted so good. Of last, large or long duration. It's an adjective suggesting happy, supremely blessed, a condition in which congratulations are in order. Just congratulate the person beside you. See what happens. Just congratulate them. Now I said, well, what for? Because you're blessed? You're here? You're alive? Congratulations. Do you know Jesus? Well, congratulations is an order, amen? It is a grace word 
that expresses the special joys and satisfaction granted the person who experiences salvation. That's what makarios means, blessed. So let's have a look at this next beatitude. Blessed. Happy, supremely blessed, a condition in which congratulations is in order. The expression of special joys and satisfaction are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. All right, let's have a look at meek. I've talked about it before. Meek does not mean small. Meek does not mean necessarily quiet, timid. Meek actually means two things, humility and controlled strength. Blessed are the ones who walk in humility. Blessed or blessed. I don't know why we say blessed. Blessed are those that walk with controlled strength. Controlled strength means that you just don't do something because you can. Controlled strength actually is is somebody who walks in self-discipline, who is somebody who walks in spiritual discipline. Controlled strength is somebody who 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 says who says, Lord, even though I, I might be disappointed, I might have this mold that's surrounding me right now, but I'm gonna walk in control controlled strength out of this because I'm not a person who's gonna be easily upset, upturned. I'm not gonna be a person who's easily angered because Lord, I wanna reflect you in the world. I'm not going to be a person who, who, who turns to vices. I'm not going to be a person who, uh, who, who does all that. Why? Because I'm walking humbly before my God. Friends, when we're that, the promise is we don't get heaven. Guess what the word says? We get the earth. Listen to what this is about. We inherit the earth. We inherit the earth. We are blessed as a church to have this building, right? Guess how much we owe on it? We, that's we, we've done that together, amen? But how many know that this is not where it ends? Our inheritance is the earth. Now, I understand, I understand what's, that there's a conflict here. Hang on, hang on, Pastor Matt. Isn't it, all, isn't it really meant to be about spiritual things? And isn't it meant to be all about you know, these, the, these, these other things? Yes, it is. But you've got to understand, when you walk correctly before your God, when you walk correctly before the Lord, and that you are found in Christ as in your creation, and as you walk uh, humbly, and as you walk in that controlled strength, the absolute promises here is that you will inherit the ability to steward things on the earth. How many are blessed enough to have a car today? 
Yep. Amazing. It means what? It means you don't have to walk. <laughs> it means you don't have to catch public transport. It means you don't have to rely upon other people. Is that right? That's a blessed thing, isn't it? It's a wonderful thing. So how fast can your car go? <laughs> Did I hear somebody say the speed limit? That's not what I asked. Your car can do a lot more than the speed limit. Except if you were driving Sam's car about 20 years ago. What was it, a Datsun what? Gemini. Man, when that thing started, you could hardly see it for about eight minutes because of all the smoke coming out of it. You know what I mean? Was, how long did you take to drive up to the country? Oh, 14 days. You know, Anna was talking about the 11-day journey, but it took 40 years. That was, they were in the Gemini. That's the reason, right? <laughs> what am I talking about? So controlled strength is, yes, you, you drive the speed limit, but the potential of your car is far more, isn't it? Hello? Yeah? And what happens is we live with this potential and yet, we, and yet we wait upon the Lord for Him to do what He wants to do. Amen? And you see, inheriting the earth is that ability and the tools of which we ought to steward. So even though we have this controlled strength, how many know that if we inherit the earth, we step into this stewardship moment? that often the Lord doesn't give us more than what we have because he might be helping us understand we need to steward what we have better. Hello? How many know in that car you have to change the oil every now and then and put fuel in it? Have to check the water? You have to do those things. Why do you have to do those things? Why? Because it's good stewardship. And friends, I want to say this, blessed, supremely blessed are those that walk in humility and controlled strength for they will be able to steward the earth in the way that the Lord wants us to. That's what this is saying. For you shall inherit the earth. For you shall inherit the earth. Anna and I at the moment are believing for property for ourselves. I'm taking this scripture all the way to heaven. Lord, right now, I want to walk in the way that this says. I want to be meek. I want to have controlled strength. I want to walk, want to walk humbly before you so that I will learn to steward the earth, that I will learn to inherit what you actually want to give me. And when you give it to me, I'm giving it back to you anyway, saying, Lord, what do you want me to do with that? Hello? Is this all right? Yeah. I want to leave you with this this week. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled.
Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Do you know what it is to hunger and thirst? What about do you know what it is to hunger and thirst for righteousness? Or what's righteousness? Righteousness is, let me put it this way, it's heaven on earth. It's the presence of God that works within us in order to release something new. Righteousness means everything that's wrong is made right. Hello? I think there's some famous Hollywood quote that says, evil continues or something like that when good people do nothing. Guess what? You have the power, you have the potential to change your entire community. Collectively together, this entire city. Jesus only did it with 12 fishermen of all people. Relatively uneducated, he did it in three years with the greatest faith that the world has ever seen that has spread all around the world. You know, the Bible today is still the most sold book in the entire world. It's the most widely distributed. Why? Because these disciples, they hungered and they thirst. It was, it was who they are. I am going to stay hungry and thirsty until I see righteousness in my community, until I see righteousness in people's hearts and lives, until I see righteousness in, in and around my own life and my own family and my own neighbourhood. And sometimes, you know, it just starts with small things. The other Sunday afternoon, I was on the way home and, and here was this, uh, this elderly man. He'd driven across a crossover. <clears throat> and you know how on some, you know, dirt gravel cro crossover driveways, they have uh, concrete uh, gutters that sort of line it and the water throat flows through under the crossover. Well, he'd driven his brand new uh, RAV4 hybrid up onto the crossover and the car was sitting with the wheels spinning in the air in the, on, on, the cross, on the gutter. He was just sitting there. Something's wrong. Well, another bloke had stopped and, and he was trying to push it. And I said to Josh, oh, I just can't drive past and not do something about it. So both he and, he and me and the, the, the other guy, you know, we pushed and pulled and lifted the car up. Angels came around, just lifted the car up. We prayed a prayer and it was all good. No, we lifted the car up, the wheel popped up on the gutter and, and it was moved on. And then the guy drove off. What was it, 34, five degrees or something? 
God bless you. No problems. The other bloke just, we shook hands, said, on your mate. He goes, that's the second this week I've had to help. <laughs> anyway. I just can't stop and just leave things that are wrong. Whether it's a bloke who's stuck up on a gutter or whether it's the de de degrad degradation of morals within our community or it's the influence of other spiritual things that should not be in this nation of Australia. Friends, it often starts with those small things. And as we do that, the promise is, I shall be filled. What will you be filled for, with? Come on, look at it. What will you be filled with? Guess what? You will be filled with more righteousness. In other words, if that's an empowering thing to set things right. You will be filled with righteousness when you hunger and thirst for it, when you see things that need changing, when you step out and you do those things. And guess what? Sometimes it might be that you have to walk against the flow. Sometimes it might be that you have to stand out from the crowd just a little bit. It might mean that you might, you might be a little bit more outspoken, but the truth is this, you will be filled. For that's a promise that's a promise that Jesus is saying. So how about it today? Are we ready to be real with Jesus? Break out the mould. So Jesus, I need to be all that you have made and meant for me to be. And it starts by following him. I'm going to invite you to stand up. We're going to pray. I just know that the goodness of God is in the room. I just know that these promises spoken about in Matthew chapter 5 are absolute. I just know that if you've been challenged today, well, I hope you've been challenged today. But at the same time, I hope you've been encouraged. I know sometimes I'm, I, I, I myself get so passionate about seeing these things happen that it's like, it's like I just want to explode with the truth of the Word, knowing that as we together collectively lay down our lives to be with Jesus, to follow Jesus, to be real with Him, I know and I've seen the fulfilment of His Word in and through changed lives, more effective lives, fruitful lives. Amen? And it might be a little bit by little bit. It might be a lot by a lot. But we need to break out of this mould called disappointment. We need to break out of this mould each day. It's like my daily prayer right now. Lord, break me out of my rut. Break me out of this mould. Any area of my life. If there's a little bit of mould on my shoulder of a mould, I'm not talking growth mould, 
If there's a little bit, if there's a little bit of this mould on my shoulder, Lord, I just want to get rid of it. If there's a mould on my mind in the way that I think, if there is a mould around the words that I speak that are contrary, Lord, break it off my life. Hey, can we just be real with Jesus right now? Let's pray. Father, right now, we just thank You. We thank You that we can come to You. We thank You that You would never turn us away. We thank You, Lord, that You are always at work. Lord, right now, we rejoice in Your goodness. Holy Spirit, would You breathe upon us right now? Forgive us where we've allowed disappointment to shape and draw away from our faith. Just in this moment, I just, I just, I just feel Jesus saying that you, you, you can be real with Him in your disappointment and you can say, Jesus, I'm so disappointed in and you can tell Him. I just, I just want to invite everybody to do that. You know, just first thing that comes to your mind, Jesus, I'm, I, I'm disappointed in this. You can be real with Him. He's big enough. He's strong enough. You can be real. I'm disappointed in this. You might have a list that you could go all afternoon. <laughs> but this is a worthy exercise. Jesus, I'm disappointed. And then when you finish telling Him that, just say, but I don't want it to shape who you want me to be. I don't want it. Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, we break off disappointment. We break off the mould that disappointment puts us in. And instead, Lord, replace disappointment with your spirit with your breath, with your life. Jesus, release that right now. Right now, unlock our hearts. Lord, we're sorry where bitterness has come in and where it's, it's, it's restricted our faith and belief. Lord, it's a real emotion But Lord, right now we give this to you. We give this to you right now. Release it. Release it. Just let that, give, give that to him right now, that disappointment. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, where the enemy has attached itself to that disappointment. Enemy, we come against you right now. We remove all legal ground and we break you out of our life. 
we place the blood of Jesus against you. And right now, today is our day of freedom. Freedom now in Jesus' name. Thank you for your spirit, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, just thank Him. Thank you, Lord. You just say those words. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Who's felt something shift? It's good? Yeah, good. Praise God. Hey, this is an exercise you can do during the week. You understand that? Jesus, I'm disappointed in this. Don't let it hold me back. I give it to you. Amen. Praise God. Well, you ready for a great week ahead? Yep. We're going to end today's service. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, we want to... Well, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service, God was moving in your heart and his presence was where you are. Just before we say goodbye today, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your saviour, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you, pray with you and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website, manninghamcc.org and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected? We all need some good news and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. Visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.